FM in Irvine. Standing by is Rachel Eckroth. She's an American singer-songwriter and keyboardist, and currently the keyboardist for alternative musician St. Vincent. She's also a singer-songwriter for Rufus Wainwright, and she's been on so many other gigs, which are super cool. We're going to talk about from SNL to Meredith Vieira show and more. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. I love how we made this work. You're in Boston right now, or... Yeah. How's it going? I mean, I've been following clips on YouTube and posts and... Um, it's going awesome. Like we just actually, we just played New York City last night at Radio City Music Hall. So that was kind of a big uh, event. Wow, in just kind of all the gigs. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a big life event, but it's all, it was also just in terms of touring kind of like that, that high point. And then yep. we're gonna play a few more cities and some festivals and, and that's it for the year. So. Oh my gosh. When did you get this gig with St. Vincent? Uh, it was about, I think it was in April, maybe March. But okay. it was our first, um, our first performance was SNL. So I love that. Yeah, it was, it was super fun. We rehearsed for, I think, a week or a little bit more and then went and did it and then continued after that. So it's kind of funny that, we, you know, the first jump in was that show <laughs> so. well your family your friends your husband it was one clip where you started off you're on keyboards and I'm like mm-hmm. that is amazing yeah yeah that's cool I like that so part cool part too <laughs> um let me ask you I want to back way up and ask you when you first started you know becoming musical was it as a kid what what led you to music yeah, I started pretty young. I started playing piano when I was six. My parents were musicians. Um, I mean, they were doing it at that time when I was really young and they were really young. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad was a band teacher for a little while and he played piano professionally. And then my mom sings and plays bass. And so there was a time when we had just moved to Phoenix. I was actually born in North Dakota and we sort of made our way down to the desert and my dad, I remember he was like, do you want to learn piano? Because my, my older brother was playing and he still does. Okay. Um, and I was like, yeah, I do. So I learned Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And, oh, and then, <laughs> yeah, so like, I think when I was super young like that, I was like, I kind of knew that I was going to do music. So. Yeah, amazing. And then it just led one thing to the next, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just it, it's been a really sort of, I don't know if I'm going to say backwards process, but an interesting process because I started off like, you know, I started off taking piano lessons, kind of hated it as a kid, you know, because mm-hmm. kids, kids are kids. And then when I was about 16, I started really getting into jazz and um, I loved the improv improvisation and the harmony and learning all about that stuff. And so I started doing that and started writing. And then I kind of went on a jazz direction, um, and got my master's at Rutgers and I saw that yeah and so I did like a whole thing that way and then I started songwriting when I was 30 so you know 15 years into it I was like oh you know I also sing so let me write my own songs and it took me in another direction for a little a little while and I was songwriting and kind of learning different 
you know, a different craft. And meanwhile, like that whole time I was playing synths and keyboards and bands. So, so cool. Uh, kind of been all over the place. <laughs> but I feel like jazz is an incredible foundation mm -hmm. for so many different types of music. I mean, it definitely gives you like a really broad sense of what could happen mm -hmm. harmonically and, you know, musically and yeah. um, compositionally. So, so yeah, it kind of prepares you to be able to understand a lot of other stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Yeah. That's cool. And then how did you uh, get your gigs with, let's say, Rufus Wainwright, get on different shows, things like that? Mm -hmm. I, so I produced, or I, I put out a record called When It Falls that my husband, Tim Lefebvre produced. Mm -hmm. And he, he had um, a guitarist named Jerry Leonard and a, a bunch of other people. Um, but this guitarist, Jerry, who had played with David Bowie. So there was the connection there because Tim played with Bowie. Um, he was on the album and he recommended me to Rufus because he was going to be Rufus's music director. So for that tour. Okay. So they were looking for somebody that could play in the band and also open. So I was their keyboard player, but I was also the opener. So I did a solo set out front every night. Amazing. How did you, um, personal question, how did you meet your husband? I mean, was it on a gig or how would that happen? Um, it was through friends, really. I, I, uh, hadn't heard I had heard his name mm -hmm. while I was living in New York a bunch and I never bothered to go check him out and um and that I actually make him feel really good <laughs> I know I know it's like, yeah. oh, man I don't want to see you <laughs> no and actually I I met his brother first through a friend mm -hmm. and they were like oh do you know Tim his brother I was like yeah oh no I know that name though and I remembered that moment and then fast forward like eight nine ten years or something like that then I met Tim on his gig in LA. I was mm -hmm. just visiting and I saw him and we met and then kind of kept in touch. And then we didn't date until maybe a year and a half or two years later after that. Cool. And then, cool. yeah, so it's like kind of through friends, through the music yeah. scene. Music is such an, uh, a powerful outlet. Um, I know this a little bit because I studied with a guitar teacher who went to Berkeley. I, I lived in Boston for years right? and I took lessons with him for nine years. I had picked up guitar when I was 10 and then dropped it. And then, you know, as a kid, I was doing other things, but I always wanted to go back to it. And I remember taking lessons and it's such a great um, thing to do, especially when you're going through a hard time. Have you felt like that before? Um, well, I can say music has always been there for me yeah. <laughs> when other things weren't, Yeah. but, um, it's, it's a healing thing, you know, like sometimes I'll be in a place where I need, I need some kind of other love or whatever. And so yeah. sometimes just playing the piano does it for me. Sometimes writing does it for me. Yeah. I'm just listening to other music does it for me. So yeah, it's, um, it's definitely a good support you know, for everybody. I was going to say, it's it's an interesting thing, especially right now in the pandemic. I can relate to what you just said. Like sometimes I'm, I'm feeling something, like I know I need to be alone, but I need something for my soul. Mm -hmm. And I need to go be alone and plug in my guitar and maybe just work on a mode, you know, sure. or whatever, or make something up or work on a song. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it kind of takes me on this mental vacation. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think the creativity behind it is like, it's very nurturing, you know, yeah. like just be, you know, even if you're sit, sitting there, like not with no intention of like making the best song ever and you're just kind of messing around and hearing a sound and whatever. Yeah. It's, you know, it's inspiring. So it can make you feel good. Right. I was literally like improvising on a Mixolydian mode. I was trying to learn the modes in the pandemic and I'm like, okay, I like the Mixolydian. <laughs> and, and I was just like improvising and my daughter was like, wow, what is that? And, you know, it was just what I was feeling, mm -hmm. you know? For sure. Yeah. 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 So tell me about um, your other gigs. You know, you played on different shows, you know, how does all that happen for people that are watching that are musicians? Yeah, I, um, I guess I started young, you know, in my late teens, I guess, um, being a sideman. So that just means being in bands that are hiring <laughs> people around town or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I started off kind of doing like little jazz things, but then I moved on to playing in, I lived in Las Vegas for my undergrad. So I played on the strip in pop bands and in R&B bands and stuff. So you learn songs, yeah. you know, you learn a bunch of songs, you learn how to play keyboards or whatever instrument you're doing and you mm -hmm. learn the rules of gigging, you know, and then just word of mouth and, you know, the more people you know and the more connections you make and along the way and, you know, that someone calls, you're like, oh, I need somebody that knows how to do these things and, you know. Right. So I, I, I spent a lot of time younger like really working on different styles and of music so that I could do those kind of jobs that's and great then, yeah and then eventually I started touring a little bit I ended up getting on that tv show in New York for a couple mm -hmm. years and it's just all it's all connections and it's all also making yourself useful like right you know if you want to do that thing first learn how to do it you know it's not right come to you if you exactly don't know what it is you know what you're supposed to do well when I was reading your um your bio you have a lot of different hats you wear you have a lot of different skill sets and it sounds like that comes in very handy yeah yeah same thing you know I sing I produce I write I arrange I play mm -hmm. keyboards I play piano I don't know what else <laughs> some <laughs> other stuff probably but yeah but you know definitely um took the time to try a lot of things and mm -hmm. luckily get good at many things no that's amazing do you feel like all of this talent a lot of it it sounds like is some genetics or it's just something that was nurtured I mean hard to say it's definitely both like um my dad's side of the family they were a bunch of were and are a bunch of music teachers oh, so yeah. and my grandfather had a band he played accordion and he oh, had cool. a dance band in the you know 50s mm -hmm. 60s I guess and um yeah so it's definitely that my mom's side is a bit musical but she's very she still plays to this day so that's awesome um so yeah and then definitely nurture because we were me and my siblings I have three others we were all playing piano and in band and choir growing Amazing. up so yeah. <laughs> how, how did you get the gig with uh, Annie? How did you meet? Um, it was kind of through my husband. He's on a text thread with a bunch of bass players. And there was one that came through, you know, one 
question from Justin Meldell Johnson, who is our bass player mm -hmm. on Annie's gig. Um, he's like, does anyone know a female that can play clavinet and whirly and like the vintage synths and, you know, and my name popped up a bunch of times. So I was like, yeah, it's a perfect gig for me because I love playing those instruments. Could you talk about those? I'm not that familiar with them. I know a little bit about them. Yeah, so um, there's a, so many different kinds of keyboard instruments. Um, you know, there's a basic piano and then there's mm -hmm. electromechanical instruments, which are sort of what I'm talking about. Um, so the Wurlitzer kind of acts, acts sort of like a piano in a okay. way, it sort of has like a mechanisms inside that will pluck the note. And then um, the clavinet, same thing. It's a, it's a percussive, keyboard instrument like Stevie Wonder played the clavinet oh, okay. um who am I thinking of Donny Hathaway played the Wurlitzer mm -hmm. you know and then I play I play a couple digital synthesizers that are meant to sound uh, vintage on this gig cool. but you know if I had my way I would, would have the real deal but yeah but yeah so 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 there's those guys and then there's just like analog synths which are mm -hmm. very um hands-on knobs intuitive you know buttons yes. and sliders and things so what is the one that annie plays i saw a gig last night um where she was she'd go to the front of the stage and it was like a smaller synthesizer i think or? was it white yes because there's two things she has on stage she has the um she has a slide guitar which she was playing with her microphone so yeah. that's one thing and then she has the um theremin which is a little electronic oh. box. That one is made by Moog. Okay. Um, so oh, it the actually, theremin. yeah, yeah it, it's, it depends on where you put your hands. That thing is so wide. it's like an electrical current wow. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The history of that is just mind blowing. Yeah, it's insane. And, it, and the people that can actually master it are awesome. And yeah. I actually, just, I ordered one. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be in the mail when I get home. So that's a cool. New, a new thing to learn. <laughs> oh my gosh. I looked up the history of the, of that. And yeah. I remember seeing this woman, this older woman doing it. Yeah. Clara like, Rockmore probably. That was it. Yeah. 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 She's like one of the best. So yeah. Is she still oh, alive? So beautiful. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Either. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful, it sounds like a voice sometimes, you know? Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. It sounds like, now, doesn't Annie have a jazz background as well? Because Tuck and Patty? Not, yeah, not you know what? She kind of does. She actually okay. surprisingly knows a lot of songs, um, a lot of jazz songs for somebody who doesn't do it for a living. Yeah. But yeah, Tuck and Patty are her aunt and uncle. Mm -hmm. and she, I guess she used to be like tour manager from for them when she was super young yeah or cute. Or something yeah. I know it's so cool so she she got her tour chops early but yeah and she did go to Berkeley for like a year something like that yeah I saw that yeah she was showing she's like I know the seventh and the thirteenth <laughs> <laughs> um but it's really cool I love I love her music it's so it's so creative beyond creative it's I love um you know different pedals she uses the songs are great. They're just so, you know. Yeah, she has this sort of like really cool angular sense. Yeah. Mixed with um, like beauty, sonic beauty and harmonic beauty. Like she kind of moves in places that are not typical of a lot of. Right. Um, 
you know, alternative pop music or whatever. And, um, but what's cool about this tour is that everything is live. So there's no tracks, there's no pro tools being used. You know, we're just, we're playing everything. And, and it's so great to play with musicians that are like listening to each other really hard on stage. And we're like Mm -hmm. trying to really just make the songs be musical. Yeah. Which sounds crazy to say out loud because that's how it should be. But you know, a lot of times it's easy to kind of get in a rut or like just, you know, maybe the musicians don't gel as much on a tour or something that right. this tour has been really good for that. Well, I love, it, it's a visual performance too, let's face it. I mean, I mm-hmm. love the backup singers and I mean, she always has these different styles, the way the show opens. It's it's really great. I mean, I was watching Cheerleader. I think you guys yeah. did that last night. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the um, premise behind her, the set and the set design was um, that she had gone to Disneyland for the first time and saw It's a Small World, the ride, which is like a really yeah. kind of trippy little ride. Um, right. So that was like kind of the premise be- behind what the design is on stage and all okay. the like, little moving parts and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's It's the most creative thing I've ever seen, I think. I mean, yeah. really look at artists. Um, she's always like creating, reinventing. Mm-hmm. It's very inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I, I noticed about her, and I told her this, is that like basically when she puts on that wig, now she wears a blonde wig. Yes. And, and the boots that she wears on stage, and yeah. she like literally becomes that character. It's very cool to watch because she's she's really cool and normal in real life yeah and she puts that on and it's like a whole other level of like badass all right I feel like I'm in the 60s yeah you know <laughs> it is badass it's so cool and she's got a gorgeous voice and but you have a gorgeous voice too Thank you. which um leads me to my next question your new album The Garden mm-hmm. let's talk about that how did that come about so I'm, I've been doing a lot of stuff with my husband and obviously during um, COVID lockdown, we were making a lot of music together. So we had a Patreon page where we were just kind of doing improvisations and a lot of other things, but we would set up all our synths and whatever gear, you know, all kinds of different gear every time and just improvise like from beat one, no, pre, no preconceptions. So, okay. so rainy days records, had they took notice and Tim has worked with them before their label out of Russia and so Eugene from that label approached us and said oh can you do a record that's kind of like in this world Mm -hmm. and so we're like of course we can and then so we so I started writing and we came up with actual songs and stuff like that and um, songs with with those sounds in mind sure Right. So we went and recorded in Texas with the drummer, Christian Newman, and then added the other parts on top um, after the fact and had it. And this amazing engineer, Jason Kingsland, he basically tweaked out a lot of stuff after the fact, after we Mm -hmm. recorded. So there's a lot of like really trippy stuff. If you put your headphones in and listen, you're going to hear all kinds of fun things happening. So um, that's like basically what happened so uh, and you know it's going well I'm happy to say like um, the PR and the whole team has has put it out there and people are responding well to it so that's awesome it must feel it's so different having music come out in a pandemic isn't it yeah it, 
it's hard for me to say that because I mean, it is, I think, because people are, there was so much coming out. We could say mm -hmm. that there was so much that there was like too much. Okay. Um, this time around, I had a label though. Uh, the other records I dropped have been on my own. So okay. it's different for me in that way that I have like a lot of support behind it now. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, but also like we made so much music during the pandemic. I can't even believe it. We it did. sounds like it. You no, know, we were making for over a year. We made one of those improvisation videos a week. Whoa. Not to mention I was doing a performance of my own a week. Tim was doing lessons. We were, uh, he was doing like pedal demos. We were writing a song a week, like a produced song a week for that too. So it was a lot. We, we looked back and we're like, oh my God, why? That is a lot. <laughs> yeah. And you still love each other. Yeah. Can't believe it. But I mean, because some out. people might be like, you know. Yeah. 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 That's we're, great. We're, you know, we were in That's close amazing. quarters. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay though. Where do, you, where do you live? What state do you live? I live in Tucson. Okay. Tucson, yeah. We moved from LA. You did. Right after COVID hit, yeah. Yeah. So Tucson is where, it, I'm from Phoenix originally. Tucson is where I went to school for a year. So okay. I kind of knew the area. That's good. Yeah. And you probably felt like you had to get out of LA. It was really shattered. It was, yeah, it was kind of like, there was nothing going on. Right. You know? And we cut our car bills in half so that was awesome yeah, right <laughs> you know when you had to keep going you guys are creative you know and I don't think it was the place to be for a lot of people yeah yeah I know a lot of people made that exodus and some people went back already but I don't know yeah. we don't we don't know yet what's going to happen and look you're on tour so I know it's great yeah and he's working he's flying all over the place doing stuff so nice and then at the end of the tour with St. Vincent, don't you have your own tour going on, right? The garden? We're, we're starting to book it. Yeah. So I have um, Phoenix on December 4th at the Nash okay. and then December 9th at Sam First in LA. So these are both jazz clubs and um, working on booking some East Coast stuff at the very end of the year. Oh, good. So, yeah. Just in time for the snow. Just in time to be really, <laughs> really cold. Yeah. My favorite thing. <laughs> Wow. So you're, so uh, right now you're in Boston. Mm -hmm. Where's your, where's your gig uh, tomorrow? Tomorrow at the Wang Theater. Okay. I know where that is. Yeah. yeah. So we were on at nine o'clock and we, there's a comedian opening the show named Ali Makovsky and cool. it's a party. So nice. who wants to come. Should, What's um, it been like um, performing? I mean, are people just like, cutting loose because we've been so you know yeah <laughs> yeah I mean her crowd is super like hyped up anyway but yeah. but you know it feels really good just to have that applause again yeah people <laughs> you know? yeah and just to see people close I mean there's some a lot of the concerts are mostly masked there's oh. been a few places I think some outdoor venues without where the masks weren't really there sure um, but but the people are packed in tight so, and i mean that's a good and a bad thing but right it's great just to see people together you know yeah i know smiling singing along mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's good the front row of her shows is usually so insane because the people in the front are like die hard yeah you know sometimes you see people crying oh they're like singing all the words the other day i saw a woman just going like this 
Oh, I love it. <laughs> I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but it looked like she was just in awe. So. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So where can people find out more about you? So you can go to my website. It's rachelecroft.com. Okay. Um, you know, or just a little Google is always helpful. I have some YouTube videos. Um, my record, The Garden, is on Rainy Days Records. And it's actually like you can get a hard copy and vinyl on the Bandcamp page for Rainy Days Records. Um, otherwise, it's like digitally everywhere. And I do have a special surprise EP coming in December, which is like the rest of that session when we we completely improvised everything. So nice. There's some more music coming in December, which I'm excited about. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm kind of all over the internet. Don't search too hard, but I'm there. <laughs> do people ever approach you for like lessons? Do you ever? Yeah, mm -hmm. you do. Yeah, I have a actually. I have a obviously I'm on the road now, so I'm not doing, but. It, I have a, a site called Play Keyboards Tucson, mm -hmm. um, or you can go to my website and connect to it. But um, and then usually I'll have some spots available in the month. Um, the other place to go is called LessonsLive.com. Okay, which my brother created. My little brother created. He's like LessonsLive.com. Oh, mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch of teachers on there. Teaching is that strictly uh, keyboards, piano? No, it's everything. Oh. Let me just double check here and make sure I said the right. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Lessons.live. Oh, lessons.live. Right. I'm sorry. I'm going to add it to the show blog. Yeah. Lessons.live. There's a whole bunch of teachers on like really great world-class teachers on there that probably have some availabilities for teaching. So. And I feel like this has been a great time for people to throw themselves into music, even if they've never played or if they used to play. Mm -hmm. It's such a healing, feel-good outlet. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a, the way to go. Yeah. Uh, one last question. So this show is called Get the Funk Out. And I love hearing stories about, you know, or maybe advice you'd give someone who's maybe stuck creatively. Like, are there things you have done to kind of shift your thoughts and you know, come up with more creative ideas or get out of the funk or whatever? Oh, so many, so many techniques, right? So like, I mean, one thing is like, literally like walking away and just like walking, going yeah. outside, getting fresh air. Like if you're feeling like you can't write or something, just go do something else. Yes. Until you can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, one thing I like to do is just like check out artists that I don't know and see what inspires me. So there's yeah. that. Um, you know, I exercise a lot. It's, I don't know, some people find that to be like a way to clear your mind. Definitely. Um, but like, let's see, if you wanna get like really specific, um, I, you know, here's something specific. Sometimes I sit down at the piano and just like put my hands down without mm -hmm. thinking about it in advance. And then that's like, Oh, housekeeping's here. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? Thank you. Or in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I, I arrived like two hours ago. So. Oh, oh, forget it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. Take so I'll just hands down put my hands down and yeah. just find some sounds. Yeah. You know, and just mess around and don't don't 
think of where you have to be or where you want to go musically. Just start, mm -hmm. yeah. you know. I think I could apply to anything like guitar. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're if you're kind of struggling, just kind of just sit there and see where it leads you. Yeah, any kind of art, I think, is like you can take it take it slower. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Where can people find out more about this tour you're on? The St. Vincent tour? Yeah. It's called, uh, you can go to her website. I love stvincent.com. Okay. Um, yeah. Or just Google her name. And and on YouTube, there's clips of the recent gig. Yeah. There's actually a ton. There's a few concerts, like full concerts and a lot of clips. Nice. And um, what else? Yeah. I think if you just, uh, we, we, we have about six shows left on this tour, so it's not a lot, but Okay. There'll be, there'll be some next year too. Oh, good. Good. I'd love to come to one. Yeah. 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 I think we're doing West coast. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Excellent. So sometime in 2022. Yeah. I think springtime. Okay. Exactly. But... All right. I'm going to look for it. Great. I want to thank you so much, Rachel. I've really enjoyed this. Yeah. Thank you for calling. Absolutely.